Welcome to Engineering Works, powered by the ACEC of Illinois. We'll be featuring the innovators, creators, designers, and engineers who are making engineering work in Illinois and reshaping our state. I'm Haley Burns, co-founder of public affairs and public relations firm River Strategies and co-founder of Lincoln Forum, a Chicago-based public affairs and event series. Today, I'm with Andrew Keyshaw, Senior Vice President of Banesh's Illinois Division Office. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. You just completed a huge project, the I-74 bridge over the Mississippi, and that was with Iowa DOT. That was a billion-dollar project and took many, many, many years. Before we get into the weeds of that, can you give us an overview of what that project was? Sure. The I-74 project was the total reconstruction and replacement of an eight-mile interstate or expressway corridor that goes kind of right through the heart of the Quad Cities, uh, right at the Illinois and Iowa border, uh, with the signature element being crossing the Mississippi River. The project was really born out of a, a pretty substantial need. Uh, the original I-74 expressway in this area was uh, built out as part of or shortly after the overall interstate system. So it was certainly getting some age on it. The existing river bridge crossings were both structurally deficient and functionally obsolete. And I know a lot of people uh, tend to say, well, what does, exactly does that mean? On the structural side, they were requiring more and more maintenance. And they were becoming more expensive to keep up. On the functionally obsolete side, the lanes on those existing bridges were narrower than what is standard today. And perhaps more important or more impactful is that they did not have shoulders. So vehicular users of the existing bridge didn't always feel safe driving across that bridge. And, and, you know, a lot of people get a little nervous knowing that if they stick their arm out the window while driving over a bridge, they could hit a truss that's right next to them. So the new structure really in the new infrastructure asset in general really met all of the modern criteria. Very rewarding to work on a project like this because of all the improvements and benefits you can bring to the region. First and foremost, capacity and mobility were tremendously improved. The new structures are twin structures, one eastbound, one westbound across the Mississippi River. And each structure is larger than the previous two structures combined. Each structure has four lanes that are standard width with full shoulders. Uh, It just is a tremendous improvement to capacity and mobility in the area. People can move about the Quad Cities with less delay, less concern of being stuck in a traffic jam. And with those modern enhancements, it it improves the safety and the comfort of the user. We are very optimistic that there will be a reduction in crashes in this area just because of the safety improvements. Sightlines are improved, the horizontal and vertical geometry are improved. We're always excited when we can make a transportation asset safer. Another key element for this project is that it helped improve the connectivity of the multimodal trails in the area. The Mississippi River crossing itself does have a multi-use path that facilitates bike and pedestrian movement across the river. There are trails on both sides of the river and increasing that connectivity is really another cool thing to bring to the project. Another benefit in working on the project is there were 10 firms just on the design side that helped deliver this. So there was just a tremendous amount of collaboration and teamwork in working to deliver this project. And that's not to mention that when it went to construction, there was a a general engineering consultant corridor manager, as well as the construction management team. And certainly I could speak for quite a long time about the number of agencies involved 
Uh, Iowa DOT was the lead agency with Illinois DOT as a funding partner, uh, but there were counties on both sides of the river, Bettendorf, Davenport, Rock Island, Moline, the cities that were involved, the Bi-State Regional Commission, and I know I'm missing quite a few other public entities that participated in the delivery of this project. Wow. What an incredible and complex project to be part of. Can you share with us how this came about? How did this develop for your firm? Yes, I I can answer that, but it it started a long time ago. The phase one or preliminary engineering for this uh, project was completed in around 2008 uh, or so. Once the phase one roadmap, if you will, was set, pardon the pun, <laughs> Iowa DOT as lead agency solicited the, the phase two design consultant to develop all the plans. And, and that's where Benish started getting involved. We had a major teaming partner in Majeski and Masters, who was the lead designer for the arch superstructure that crossed the river, as well as two other major partners in, in Hanson and WHKS. Our team came together. We did have a number of other partners as well and proposed on the project and we were successful. We got going on this in 2009. So one thing that really is kind of a reality of of projects of the scale is that they do take a while to put together. The design phase proceeded from roughly 2009 through 2014. It was paused for a short period of time while funding was secured. Certainly once we get going on this, HWA wanted to be certain that there was enough funding in place to complete the project and really realize the benefit that it was going to bring. So the project sat for a little while and I think it made a lot of us just a little nervous. We always felt good, never got too nervous. But then uh, really in late 2016, it it gained a lot of momentum. Construction began a year or two later in various stages. And I guess we've been involved fairly heavily through construction and just through the maintenance of continual contracts. Right now, our design team is still engaged in the demolition contracts. On August 27th, the remaining existing bridge will be demolished via explosives. And that's always an interesting event. A project of this size certainly doesn't come across an engineer's desk every day. I would love to hear what it was like to work with Iowa's Department of Transportation on a project of this size for so many years, I I think really close to a decade. Yes, our contract with Iowa DOT has been ongoing for 14 years. And Iowa DOT was a, a great lead agency. And Illinois DOT was a phenomenal partner. Uh, anytime there's a funding share, you do have to kind of wonder how the dynamic will go. Iowa DOT did a good job in leading and in soliciting and engaging Illinois DOT. And I thought Illinois DOT did a phenomenal job of weighing in at a very appropriate amount of, of input. They certainly had a, a number of infrastructure elements that would be fully under their ownership and jurisdiction, and they managed those as they would manage their own. But they also had a great deal of respect for the Iowa DOT as the lead agency. It seems clear that those two agencies know how to work together. They alternate responsibility for the river bridge crossings. So working with the DOTs was actually something that we're used to doing. And that part was excellent. Working with the other entities was also great. But one of the interesting components to navigate is with so many entities involved. And by other entities, I mean Davenport, Bettendorf, Moline, WA, Scott County, Rock Island County, the various interest groups, you know, the bike entity. When one of these projects comes along, it does present opportunities for all of those agencies as well. So coordination of all the other public entities was another uh, really significant component of this project. Uh, Not only did it improve the expressway mobility in the area, but it also kind of re-networked a lot of the local mobility. And that's an impact to the local agencies. So getting everyone on the same page 
I'm not going to say it was hard, but it did require a lot of effort. Um, I very much respect that each of those agencies wanted to make their infrastructure better. So there was quite a bit to coordinate there. Um, and I thought both DOTs did a great job in kind of assisting the design team in navigating that process because every once in a while there would be a conflicting request or a municipality request that didn't necessarily meet the objective or intent of the project. And the DOTs were phenomenal in that. Certainly, if it's up to us, we would love to incorporate every improvement that's out there uh, on the infrastructure side. Uh, but there's certainly a practical limit to that and to what a project is. So navigating that process, while sometimes highly complex, um, was certainly also something that was rewarding to get through. It really is incredible to think of all of the moving pieces and entities that have a stake in a project like this. And then at the end of the day, it comes together. And to that note, I know there were many awards and accolades that this project received. Could you maybe talk about the aspects of the bridge that your firm is most proud of and some of those innovations and awards that it was recognized for? Certainly. The project won uh, almost a dozen awards across a variety of entities from trade publications, industry groups, etc. And I think it won so many awards because the project really accomplished a lot of objectives in terms of improving mobility and capacity and safety. Uh, That's a criteria for some awards. Uh, Engineering innovation uh, is another one where I think this project excels. The the river crossing itself uh, involves twin uh, basket handle arches um, where the the arches themselves are inclined. They are the longest span of this type that carries vehicles in the U.S. So certainly kind of advanced to the state of engineering. Uh, One of the key elements for these arches is how they anchor into the concrete foundations. Knowing that's a highly critical element, the IODOT and the Illinois DOT agreed that they would embark on a research study to support the development and essential invention of a new stainless steel anchor rod material for corrosion resistance. So that really is another element that really improved the state of the industry. That rod, because it was developed by IODOT and federal dollars and the Illinois DOT, it is now available for essentially for commercial use to improve the state of the industry. That was another element that was kind of critical in winning some of these awards with regard to the engineering innovation that was brought uh, to the project. So the award circuit uh, has certainly been enjoyable and and these uh, opportunities do not come across all that often, as you alluded to earlier. So we've certainly been trying to take advantage of it and and promote some of the great uh, engineering achievements that occurred during the delivery of this project. Absolutely. And congratulations on the completion of that. I bet 2015, 2016, it was hard to imagine talking about the project in retrospect today. Yes, it, it certainly takes some, some perseverance and some patience to deliver these, but nothing this complex comes that easy. And COVID in the middle of all that too, I'm sure that added some complexity. You know, it certainly did. When COVID hit, the project was well into the heat of construction. I'll give a lot of credit to the construction management teams and the DOTs. Infrastructure was considered an essential asset, which, uh, or, um, or, or an essential profession. I forget the terminology from back in 2020, but that was a, a great, that was the, the proper move by, uh, at that time because uh, mobility was being impacted during construction and, and it was critical to, to keep it moving along. So big kudos to the construction management teams and the contractors. Uh, that were involved during that time to keep the project moving along. And that was roughly the peak of construction at that time. If you consider general contractors and subcontractors, 
there were well into the hundreds of construction personnel on site during, uh, throughout the duration of COVID. Well, Andrew, after a project of that size and seeing it complete and all of the various elements that you witnessed throughout that, I would love to take this opportunity to ask you, what excites you about the next five years of this industry? You know, what do you think we should all be excited about? I think the first one is interesting because it's nice to say that having funding is, is an initial source of excitement about the industry. The funding has long been a challenge and long been the single biggest hurdle to developing projects like this. The fact that we have a national infrastructure bill, the IIJA bill, is encouraging for the near term. It allows states to really deliver these projects that achieve all the objectives we've touched on. Within Illinois, having Rebuild Illinois is incredible. The funding mechanism is also sustainable, being indexed to inflation. Uh, so I think that allows Illinois to be really well positioned to take advantage of the federal dollars. So I guess the, the baseline excitement is that we will be able to do more of these projects. Another kind of interesting sidebar that's exciting is that with both bills being bipartisan, there seems to be more of a appreciation through society for what civil engineers do and, and the effort that it takes to deliver this complex infrastructure. We do a few programs where we have high school interns in our office, and it's always interesting to hear what their interests are. And we've heard mechanical and all these other computer science interests and, uh, and, and very good STEM programs, but it's nice to see there seem to be more and more people interested in civil engineering. Uh, and I think that's kind of another cool byproduct of, of where we're at. So I think both the industry and the profession have a lot to be excited about. Technological change is always going to be advancing us. You know, the hybrid environment is something that I think the professional services industry can be suited to take advantage of, just being careful to maintain our ability to collaborate. So I think there's just a number of fronts out there, many of which are exciting, some of which are, are a little scary, obviously. But certainly, I think the outlook is very positive. I don't see the need for infrastructure going away anytime soon. No, and, and there is a common theme of funding and collaboration being very exciting and quite a breath of fresh air for the industry right now. Very true. Andrew, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you many, many more projects like this. And if it's okay with you, we'd love to have you on the next quarter or so, and we'll see what you've been up to. Awesome. Sounds great, Haley. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Engineering Works. Listen and subscribe to the podcast on acecil.org or your favorite podcast platform.